Uh, interesting. Here we go. We're all uh, acknowledging that. What's interesting is is most or all the gospels pretty much they're not talking about Christ as high priest. Maybe kind of like pointing at it, but not in the way that Saint Paul is talking in the epistles of the Hebrew. Right? Why is that? Why is that? So Christ Himself never called Himself the high priest. Right? In all the in the four gospels, He didn't say. That. He said, "I am the." I am the, 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 the door, I am the life, I am the bread of life, and the water, living water. He, he said, the living water, thank you, it's just perfect thing. He, he, he said all those things, but never actually mentioned plainly, and, and he'll bring more, and, and uh, clearly that I am the high priest. Why is that? Why didn't he mention this very, very plain, very, very, uh, uh, straightforward that you know it, as he mentioned himself the great I am's as we've talked about it several times before but really never one time that said I am the great high priest why is that what do you think you know too many things, but the one one obvious thing is is he mentioned several times about the prophecies that he is the one who came to actually fulfill the prophecies, right? Actually, the one time that he was in the in the uh, temple in the in the in the temple and start to, to read Isaiah, what he what, what did he talk about? What did he read? I am the one that what Isaiah? What, what kind of, of prophecy was it about Isaiah talking about Christ? In first person, yes, yes. That he is the one, he is the one that was anointed, right? He is the one that will come to set the people free, right? And 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 and, and give life and give sight for the blind. And he said, this is what Isaiah is talking about. So in a way he was pointing at that, but he didn't point it as a plain high priest because at that time it was very, very hard for people to understand the fact, right? The high priest, as we will read later on, especially in, in chapter seven, St. Paul will talk more about it. He, 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 he does that comparison between the Melchizedek and the Lev Levitical priesthood, right? Saying that, yes, he's a priest, but he's different. He's not from the same tribe that you are expecting the high priest. As we know before, the, the priesthood in the Old Testament was all from, the, from the, the, the tribe of what? Levi, right? So what we call the Levitical priesthood. But here he's talking about something else, something that's kind of like had its, its own uh, 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 light and, and, and just very, very glimpse of that from the, the, the encounter of Abraham with Melchizedek in, in, in Genesis, and then leave all that and then comes back again in the, in the Psalms, David will just again kind of point at it from a distance and then St. Paul here start to take this as a very, very, very big theology that's not as the Levitical, but on the order of Melchizedek. And we'll, we'll, we'll get to that point at that time and see what does it mean and what's the difference between Melchizedek and, and the Levitical priesthood and why Christ is different. But in a way, back again to the question, Christ the high priest, he never, he never mentioned, he never pointed at himself, he never said, I am, when he stood in the, in the temple and said, I am the living water, I am the, 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 the manna, I am the bread, I am all this. He never came and said, what I am the high priest. And again, why? Because if, if he did that at that time, it was totally odd. I didn't know how it also caused maybe the Pharisees to be 
be like way more upset. Exactly, more opposing to, 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 the, to the teaching. Like, what do you mean you are the high? We have a high priest already. We have two high priests at that time, you know, right? One was appointed by, by, the, by, the, by the Romans and one was the, the actual high priest. So bringing that to them, they were not ready for that. They were not ready for that. Although that is again, a very, 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 very important role of Christ that as we were talking about it last week, most of the time we don't think of Christ as the high priest in our personal relationship, right? So we'll, we'll, we'll go from them and see again, chapter five here talks more. So chapter four ended with, with, with the idea again, since we have a great high priest that passed through the heavens, let us be steadfast in our, in our profession, right? And let us you know, approach, draw near with boldness to the, to the throne of grace that we have, we might have grace and might have mercy in the needed time, right? So he, he puts that foundation of that and then he builds again on that all again, chapter five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, basically. What does that mean to us again? How we can, you know, how we can understand that, that it is called the theology of Christ as the high priest. It is, it is, it is a, a very deep understanding. What does it mean? And how is that related to us? And especially how to, to us as, as an Orthodox church, which we, which we confess and believe in the priesthood, where is that coming from? And how is that continuation of the work of Christ? As if he, he does not need somebody to fulfill or to complete his work, it's been done already, but why did he appoint the, the, the established the priesthood itself in the church from the time from the time of the apostles till now. So all those things will 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 kind of expose and will 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 will, will get, go through it as we're studying the next five chapters basically. So let's read chapter five, uh, maybe from one to 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 ten first of all, and then uh, take it one one at a time, one verse at a time, as we've been saying, and uh, and see what we have. Okay, so um, who can read? Go ahead, Myrna, you have it, it looks like. In the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit again. Hebrews 5. For every high priest taken from among men is appointed for men in things pertaining to God, that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. He can have compassion on those who are ignorant and going astray, since he himself is also subject to weakness. Because of this, he is required as for the people so also for himself to offer sacrifices for sins. And no man takes this honor to himself, but he who is called by God, just as Aaron was. So also Christ did not glorify himself to become high priest, but, but it was he who said to him, you are my son, today I have begotten you. As he also says in another place, you are a high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with vehement cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death and was heard because of his godly fear. <coughs> Though he was the son, yet he learned obedience by the things which he suffered. And having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him, called by God as high priest according to the order of Melchizedek, for whom we have much to say and hard to explain since you have become a dull of you. Very good, let's, let's stop at this point. Let's stop at this point. You know, those of you, let, let, let me take this a little bit, uh, pause a little bit. Those of, of you who were with us last week and we said that, okay, we need to experience, you know, or, or try to, to kind of uh, 
implement the order of or, or, or the role of Christ as a high priest in our spiritual life, like in our struggles. In our struggle. Remember, we said this last time. I said, like, okay, the time in the time that we are in need, in the time that we are struggling, the time that we are actually, you know, kind of uh, under the the yoke of, of 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 our old nature of sin, of evil, by any means. How we can during the time actually take and switch our understanding and switch our mind into looking as Christ as the high priest, right? And and I hope that we're actually thinking that way. As we said before, the high priest will, will as, as we were talking about it last week, that he's the one who went through heaven, meaning Christ himself, after offering himself and after being the priest and the sacrifice at the, at the same time, he would go through the ascension into heaven and then open for us that and bring us, us with him to heaven also. And that's the mindset again with, with looking at the Old Testament and knowing that the, 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 the uh, great high priest would go into the Holy of the Holies just one time and no one else would be able to go with us. In order to understand the whole idea of the, of the, of the great high priest, I think we need to go back to the Old Testament and figure out what's happening. What was, what was the order of the priesthood and why was there a priesthood from the beginning? And what kind of sacrifice that the priest or the high priest was, was offering also at that time. It's kind of interesting to know, like, well, how did the priesthood start? Like in the beginning, before Aaron, we know that Aaron was the first one, Aaron, the brother of Moses, that, that God appointed him as you are the priest and will be the high priest. And then from your generation, will people will, will continue that. What, what was happening before Aaron? So Aaron, in the time of Moses, before that, we have about how many years? Anybody know? From Adam to Aaron, about how many years? About 400, 400, 400, 400, 500 years, exactly, yes. What was happening before, through this time? Captive Captive Egypt. Okay, before, before the captivity, we know that they were in Egypt for about how many? About 400, so before that, there were even more. So when we go back again to Adam, there's actually more between Adam and between Joseph, there is more time, right? Because the 400 years, they were in Egypt as slaves. Right before that, that that started with 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 uh, with uh, Jacob and Joseph and starting that whole that whole time. So before that, even all that time, what was happening? What were or how was the 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 the, the system of of sacrifices being done? Individual sacrifices. Okay, and then at one point, God saw that there is a need to have an actual tribe that this is the only people who will be able to offer. Why is that? He, to separate he separated a people from himself. Before that, there was no need. Why? Let's talk from the time of Noah till the time of Egypt. Let's forget about the time before Noah. From the renewal of the world again. What is the main thing that happened that, that, that kind of said that, okay, I, I can't just, not everyone can, 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 can offer sacrifice anymore. Cain and Abel? Say again? Cain and Abel? Cain and Abel was way, way before that. So we're, we're jumping that time and going through Noah and, 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 and from that time going to, to, to the time of Aaron and Moses. Yes? Was it someone stepping, I can't recall, was someone going to the Holy Ground and not picking up 
That was Moses yeah. when when the first encounter with yeah. with with uh, or okay. first apparition I would say with God speaking to him in the in the in the bush right through yeah. the through the burning bush. At that time, as Myrna was saying, it was individual. Everybody would say would offer right as Cain offered, as Abel offered, as Jacob offered, as Isaac offered. You see the read you read all those those patriarchs and said that everyone they would offer right at one point when 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 the people were 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 uh into the sin and into they are unworthy to offer not everybody can offer anymore right and with with the time that 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 uh moses came down from 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 the mountain and saw people are offering and made themselves the the golden calf and this is this is our god and this is our sacrifice because okay that's it not anybody can offer anymore you are not worthy to offer anymore you cannot do that i will choose to myself a tribe and i will choose to myself a people these people they have to go through all the 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 the, the uh the rituals in order to purify themselves first in order before they can offer right and then establish the the, the the order of the of the of the priesthood right? another thing that's very important also as we go back to the old testament that the sacrifice that, that that it was offered was offered on behalf of whom what kind of sin day to day but what kind of sin that's something that's very important because that gives us also the the need for a different priesthood let's read it let's let's go and read it i think if we go Open uh, Book of Numbers, chapter 15, from 22 to 31. And, and sorry, today maybe I, I'll be all over the place, but I want to establish that base first of understanding the need of a priesthood and the need of a different priesthood and the need of Christ, the great high priest. So, Levit, uh, sorry, Numbers 15, from 22 to 31. Who, who has it? Can read it. Maybe somebody online so we can uh, all read together. Abuna, I can read. You said, ahead, it was, you said it was 15, verse 22. Uh, the book of Numbers in the Old Testament, chapter 15, from 22 to 31. Okay, great. If you sin unintentionally and do not observe all these commandments, which the Lord has spoken to Moses, and all that the Lord commanded you by the hand of Moses from the day the Lord gave commandment and onward throughout your generations, then it will be... If it is unintentionally committed without the knowledge of the congregation, that the whole congregation shall offer one young bull as a burnt offering, as a sweet aroma to the Lord, with its grain offering and its drink offering according to the ordinance, and one kid of the goats as a sin offering. So the priest shall make atonement for the whole congregation of the children of Israel, and it shall be forgiven them for, for it was unintentional. They shall bring their offering an offering made by fire to the Lord and their sin offering before the Lord for their unintended sin. It shall be forgiven the whole congregation of the children of Israel and the stranger who dwells among them because all the people did it unintentionally. And if a person sins unintentionally, then he shall bring a female goat in its first year as a sin offering. So the priest shall make atonement for the person who sins unintentionally many sins unintentionally before the Lord to make atonement for him and it shall be forgiven him. You shall have one law for him who sins unintentionally for him who is native born among the children of Israel and for the stranger who dwells among them. 
but the person who does anything presumptuously, whether he is native born or a stranger, that one brings reproach on the Lord, and he shall be cut off from among his people, because he has despised the word of the Lord and has broken his commandment. That person shall be completely cut off, his guilt shall be upon him. Mm. Thanks, Mary. One thing that's repeated several times here is what? Unintentionally. See where, where is this going? That means what? That all those, all the, the, the system of the sacrifices is only for unintentional. Which blows your mind sometimes. Like, okay, we think that, okay, anybody will make a, a, a sin that we can go offer a sacrifice and we will be forgiven. No, that wasn't the, 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 the deal. So in the Old Testament, the sacrificial work or the sacrificial system was for what? Unintentional. What if it was somebody's intentional? You got cut off. No way out. No way in. No way back. It's very scary. Very scary. In, in the language itself, there are two, two words that are used. One is shaga, which is error in Hebrew. And one is khata, which is khatiya, which is sin. And the, the language itself distinguish definitely very, very clearly between this and between that. The shaga, which is the error the 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 uh, ignorance commit sin of ignorance go astray mislead misled but khata or khata or khatiya is no it's an actual intentional actually the word is not just intentional that you are doing it on purpose not even on purpose like you are actually standing against god like i know that this is wrong but i will do it so all the sacrificial system in the Old Testament is based on unintentional. on unintentional. So what if somebody is again intentional? You know, taking putting this aside and coming back to us, you know, our sins, intentional or unintentional. Mix, but mostly what again? Intentional. Like we know. I remember very well, you know, when you God uh, forgive COVID, but before COVID, it's been about two years now, we were not, not able to, I, I, as some of you know, I'm used to, uh, to, to volunteer in uh, prison ministry. So it's been almost about two years now and we don't even know when we'll go back to the, to the prison again. But every single time we go, we used to go to Lionel Lakes Men uh, uh, Prison. Every time we talk to the prisoners, to, to, to our friends, we don't call them prisoners, to our friends over there, and we, the, 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 you know, when we're there, we're never allowed to ask like, okay, what is your crime? What did you do? We cannot ask that. If they want to share that with us, you're more than welcome. But I cannot ask anybody. So what? What's your problem? <laughs> Why are you here? But from 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 the discussions and from the the, the talks and everything, we know that most of these people, this people, Lionel is more of um, uh, medium to minimum. So people who are in uh, in uh, in uh, there's one behind you. in uh, maximum security for a long time, and then they do good or they involved in some spiritual programs. They they transfer them into the medium and the and the minimum security. So most of the people there are pretty much uh, either sex offenders, uh, robbers, uh, killers, whatever. You know, it's all big things. It's all big things, but. But when we bring up the, 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 the point of, of like what happened or, or the nature of man, every single person then said, I knew exactly 
that what I was doing is wrong. Every single person, no one said what I, I didn't know. Like, I found myself here in prison. No, I knew exactly what I was doing. Was wrong. And I knew that I would be punished, but I still did it. Why are we bringing this now as we are reading Hebrews 5? Why? What does that bring to your, to, your, to your understanding when you see that the only sacrificial system or the sacrificial system was only made for those who committed sin what? Unintentional. What does that tell us? Hmm? The significance of a different high priest, of a different law, of a different approach, of a different understanding, of a different love. It's not like, okay, you made a sin intentionally, you're cut off, good luck. No, you're still able to come back, come back. I've paid that price already. I offered that sacrifice already. So it gives us that understanding of an appreciation of what we have. And also it shuts up, if I may say that, the voice of devil that says what? convicted and that's what Christ is said said I didn't come to what to condemn why because I am the great high priest who offered myself not for the unintentional but for everybody for every sin again how this is theology we're talking about theology. how does that touch me now today as I'm struggling and just look back today at whatever how is your day? Well, how did your day go? And, and whatever, you know, intentional or unintentional things that went wrong today. Just, just physically today, literally today. Just think about that. Maybe I got mad at my wife. Maybe I uh, looked a bad uh, look. Maybe I uh, say something. Maybe I cursed the driver in front of me who cut off in front of me. Maybe, whatever. Right? What does that mean when you read this and you read Numbers 15, I said that this is, this is what the law is. And going back again to Hebrews and seeing that we have a great high priest. Yes, Yusuf. You're indebted, your gratitude. That's what Joseph is saying. You want to actually, not to do better, but to approach, to start to love. Because you know that this is all based on, on love. Again, the law says, A, unintentional, do this. B, unintentional, or intentional, good luck, <laughs> basically. And that's throughout the whole Old Testament. You're cut off from the from the from the community, from the congregation, right? Because you are unholy, you cannot be, you cannot, and that's what that's exactly what happened when with 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 with, uh, with uh, different situations, right? Like uh, Achan, the, the the son of Carmen, Achan and the Carmen, when he made the 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 the. the the, the sin of stealing, although the Lord said when they entered Jericho, right? Do not, do not take anything for yourself. But he intentionally took it. And that's why you see like, okay, this is so gruesome. This is so violent. How did God burn him and 
Well, first of all, it wasn't God who burned him. God said, you're cut off. The people who burned him. <laughs> but it shows, it shows how much the, the transgression was. Right? Even those of you who, who attended with me the, the study of the, of, the, of the cities of refuge, you really remember that. Yusuf, you might remember. The cities of refuge, when the Lord said, I will assign seven or six cities of refuge for those, for the killer who kills somebody, again, what? Unintentional. Because based on the law, the killer will be killed, right? So if you kill somebody, but unintentional, run. Basically run, that, that, that's what he said. And we'll have signs all over the place. We have, we have ways to direct towards the, the city of refuge. They are sporadically, geographically, placed in order that anybody can reach them, just leave your house, leave your families, everybody, and just run physically, literally. The cities of refuge. It's a different Bible, not our own Bible. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. It is. <laughs> it is, it is in, in, in Deuteronomy, it is in, in Joshua, but, but it's one thing that maybe you should bring this study back one, one more time. We, we're not aware of that at all. But God appointed what we call the cities of refuge for those who commit who literally kill people unintentionally. So I was doing something, something happened. I pushed one person without knowing and that person died. So he said, okay, if you, if you kill that person, you are unintentional, that was unintentional, run to one of those cities of refuge. And uh, the elders of the city of refuge will actually decide if you were, if you did this intentionally or unintentionally, right? And if you did this unintentionally, you are accepted there the person who, who, who will come after you, they cannot touch you. And you cannot go out of the city of refuge till what? Till what? Till the high priest of that time dies. See the link? So I'm leaving my, say, say I unintentionally, accidentally, I killed someone. And I want to live, I don't want to die. So I have no other option than leaving my family, leaving my house, leaving my job, leaving everything and run, literally run. Because the other person from the, from the victim side will gonna come after you and kill you. So run and find refuge in the city of refuge. The elder of that, peep, of that place will actually look into the case and see exactly if you are doing this or if you did this really unintentional intention. If you are, that's proof that you are unintentional, you stay in that city, nobody can come and kill you. Nobody can come and teach you touch you, but you cannot go out till the high priest is dead. And that high priest is Christ. So the high priest dies as a symbol of the great high priest who dies in our sin that you are, your, your debt is forgiven. Yes, I'll come back to you. Yes, go ahead. Yes. That's why he did the cities of refuge. Because the law says, if you kill, you will be killed. So that's the law. But God's mercy, that okay, what if you really killed someone unintentionally? Well, run to the city of refuge. But if it's right? intentional, intentionally, you are killed. Yes, okay. yes. Okay. yes. And that's why he did this, out of his love, out of his mercy, out of his grace. And he links all that city of refuge with the high priest. 
we'll, we should bring this back again. I know it's, uh, yes, uh, during one second, I know Yusuf was, was uh, ahead. Yes, Yusuf, go ahead. So you kind of said based on it, but I wanted to ask like the whole cut off thing, if it's really intentional, you know, they're cut off. Yes. Does that mean they're just cut out from the community or are they like condemned from the Book of Life until the high is done and then they come back or how does it work? No, it's, it's remember this time again, we're talking about Old Testament. If somebody, again, intentionally meaning, as I said, intentionally meaning he is standing opposing God. Like I know that the law is saying this, but I will, okay, no fornication, I will go and, 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 and have adultery or do or whatever, right? Is this so, only... Was this only based off of when there was a high priest? No. For example, like before <coughs> Moses murdered somebody, no. was he no. like condemned? Yes, yes, mm-hmm. no. You know, that, again, numbers and Deuteronomy, you know, was, was the basics of that. So before that, we know, we know through also the, 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 the Old Testament, the history that, that the person that who will, who will, who will uh, as St. Paul says, those who have no law, they are law for themselves. So anybody who was not under the law, that this is the law of nature at that time, right? But as far as when, when, when God start, start to, to, to establish his people, establish the, the, the community, establish the, 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 the uh, relationship between people, he, he established also that relationship as a part of the, of the worship, right? When Moses murdered somebody, he- That's why he ran. That's why he ran, right? Yeah, that's why he ran, right? Because yes, if somebody would find him, then and that's why next time when he came, that did you, you know, you want to kill again? Okay, well, we'll get you this time. <laughs> Doreen. Um, so uh, why was the sin of killing not included in the unintentional sacrifice and had to be sent to the cities of refuge? Because of of the magnitude of that at that time, right? The magnitude of that, you're killing, you're taking taking the life and that life doesn't belong to anybody, it belongs to God. So with that, with that, you know, there is no sacrifice that will will cover that. That's why he established the told system of of the city of refuge, right? So not all sins were equal at that time. No, definitely not. If you see the punishment, him who, who commit adultery is not the same punishment as he, so according to the law, no, it wasn't, right? Again, remember that at that time he was establishing people, establishing a relationship, establishing, it has to be very, very clear what to do, what not to do in order to stay as the people of God, right? And that's again, brings back again, that, that's a good point, Darin, because that brings up again, the, the, the need of the different high priest, of the nif- different, uh, order of Melchizedek, the need of a high priest that will 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 offer on behalf of everybody everything. That's why if if you go to Romans again, uh, Romans five eight, somebody can read Romans five eight. We'll will we'll touch on that on that idea of 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 him who offered himself for everyone for everyone. Romans five eight. Go ahead. God demonstrated his own love while we were still sinners. Sinners in general, right? Because right? as we said, eight, what's it going on? Hmm? Five, eight. Romans 5 8. 
God Thank demonstrated you. his love towards us, that while we were still sinners, he died. And that goes back again to the understanding, as we said before, of the meaning of, of sin, of Amartyas, missing the target. So it doesn't matter, you miss the target with a fraction of, a, of an angle or one degree, two degrees, 25 degrees, you're missing the target. And because you miss the target you need, you need the great high priest to offer, right? And that he talks about this, that he already offered himself once and for all, right? Then comes another question that, that we'll probably touch on next time. I'll just actually ask this question this morning as I was uh, doing a, a catechism course with one of the converts about, okay, if that's the case, like why is there a need for confession? Like if God died for us once and for all, we are forgiven. Okay. Maybe I should throw that question now and see what, what do you think. So why, why, why do you believe and that there should be a confession that should be uh, uh, that 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 order, if we are all forgiven already. What do you think? Confession reflects the intention of the, the, the person that he wants this forgiveness. Okay. God will forgive me even if I don't want it. Right. That, that's a great point, Botros, because that that at one point that means that I am intentionally coming and asking, right? Right. That's the forgiveness is for everyone, but as God himself said, you know what, I'm standing on the door, knocking. If you open the door, okay, if you don't open, I'm not going to come in. So, and that's why that, that's our orthodox understanding of the salvation. And you see this from the, from the language of St. Paul himself, that you, we were saved, we are being saved, and we will be saved. So the salvation in the orthodox faith is what? Continuous. It's not just one thing, one time died, happened on the cross, and then no matter what happens, we are Yes, the salvation done on the cross, but the process of the salvation is, is, it happened, it is happening, and it will happen. Why is that? Because we are always what? We are still under the human nature. Yes, we are renewed. Yes, we have the new man. Yes, as we said before in, in, in the other study with Colossians that put on the new man and take off the old man, but we are still under the weight of the old man. If we are not and we will continue to, to have the struggle, we'll continue to have the fight. When we fall, then we come back again through the, if I may say, the, the renewal process, right? So that's why we need that. Not again, not that we are confessing to a man, we are confessing to God, but in the presence of the man appointed by God to fulfill that and to give that actual confirmation that actually you know a lot of times you know okay i can i can do whatever I go to my room and said okay god forgive me i i, I sinned i'm sorry and then i'm not quite sure even if i'm forgiven or not right i mean even with the confession with the priest and people tell me like i don't know if i'm forgiven like yes you are yes yes that's what it says right it's gone so you need that affirmation that God is giving through the priesthood to here you go. This is, we are now preparing you. The full forgiveness is the Eucharist, the body and the blood. That he said that whoever eats my body and my blood abides in me. And there is a renewal. We'll never die again. Right? So the, the, that, that's another question. I actually, I, I, I asked a long time ago to, 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 to uh, 
is the forgiveness of sin through the confession or through the Eucharist? Right? We say that when we, at the end of the liturgy, we pray and say, well, forgiven for the forgiveness of sins, for remission of sins. So what is the role of the, of the confession? It's not offering, but it is getting us ready for the communion itself, right? So, so knowing, again, as Botros just said, the idea of that I am aware of my sins, I want actually, I'm rejecting this life. And, and again, it goes back again to, it's not just confession, it's repentance and confession. It's not just, okay, I do whatever I do and I go to, to, to the priest every month and just say whatever I want to say and then go back again, 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 without the mind of what, of transformation, the mind of repentance. So yes, as Christ is the great high priest, he is the one and only one that, that is offering and he offered himself only once and for all, as it says here later on. But we are still under the burden of, of, of the sin. We are still being attacked. We are still, we are still, still fall. We still lose the battle. Although the battle is won already by him, but on, on, on the practical level, we are still falling. So that, that renewal is through Christ himself, through the body and the blood. So where is the role of the confession here? Is to prepare us that I am a sinner and I want to go to receive the medicine of immortality as we call the Eucharist. To be renewed again, to be alive again, to unite with Christ again. But I cannot do this when I am just not, not in the mindset of I need to actually prepare myself. Again, it's not about being I, I, my own righteousness and my self-righteousness will make me ready. No. But I'm confessing my sins in front of the church. Another thing of the, of the confession is when I, when I commit a sin, who am I committing the sin against? And who else? Hmm? And who else? And who else? <laughs> world. Hmm? The world. The body of Christ. The body of Christ. And the priest as a representative of that body, that's why I'm confessing. In the, in, that's why in the old time, the confession was done what? Publicly, in front of the whole body. I would come in front of the body of Christ. I have sinned because I've sinned against you because you are the body of Christ. Right? So the church said, okay, things are getting kind of out of hand here. <laughs> can, not everyone can just come in front of everybody and say whatever. So let's do this in front of them priest as a representative of the body of Christ. And that's a very, very important understanding also. Yes. That's, that's, that's another practice, which is, which is, you know, uh, but, but that defeats the whole idea. So, so Juliana is asking about the practice of, 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 of confession in Catholicism versus orthodoxy, like behind the curtain or behind the, the being, being uh, behind the veil. The, the whole purpose or one of the main purpose of the confession also is going through the shame, right? So I need to be in, in the presence of the person because I am going through that. And as, as I think it was Jan Clemacus, John Clemacus who said that the only way to get out of, of shame is to go through the shame. The only way to get out of the shame is to feel the shame, right? 
So when I'm a person face-to-face -face with, with my father of confession, number one, I'm, I'm establishing that relationship, right? It's not just I'm going to anybody and I have no idea who's that person that's behind the curtain. I'm just mumbling a couple of words and say, no, I have, I am, I am a father and you are a child. And we have that relationship, right? It brings back again into mind the idea that, okay, I need to be careful, not only before, for God, but that, that human nature so that I am holding myself accountable with my father of confession. That I know that I'm gonna go next month again, he's gonna ask me the same question again. And, and that, that triggers something, right? We're not off the topic, by the way, this is all comes into that, that, that function of Christ as a, as a great high priest. So that, that's why I said today, I'm just gonna like maybe lay a foundation of that understanding, and then maybe we'll go in, in, in depth more as the text itself, but, uh, but, but I think it's very, very important to understand that. Where does this come from? How was it before? Why there was a need? I mean, if the sacrificial system was enough, why was there a need for Christ himself to come? If the Levitical priesthood was enough, why is there a need for the priesthood of Melchizedek? What's the difference? So all those things, and how is that again, especially in a church that, that is an apostolic church that believes in the priesthood, and how we can see, especially the liturgical service and the altar and the liturgy and the sacrifice, how is that all filling into one thing, which is again, Christ himself, the great high priest is offering himself for the people. I didn't even take one verse. <laughs> What's on your mind? Maybe I should pause for a minute here. It's eight o'clock anyway, so maybe just have like, we started late, so maybe have five minutes or so. But what's on your mind? Sorry, I've been talking and talking and talking. But I wanna hear from you. Mary, you always have something to say. So I'll, I'll start with you, I'll put you on the spot. <laughs> It's always very humbling and always very touching to um, to really consider, I guess, how much, you know, how much God loves us and just, you know, how open his arms are at all times. Uh, I think, I think a lot of times it's really easy to think, you know, I'm struggling in the same sin over and over again. There's no way I'm continuously being forgiven for this if I keep messing up. Or if it's a sin where, you know, I don't feel like it's quote unquote that bad. It's hard to believe that you're actually being forgiven. But I think it's just always really touching to have that reminder that, you know, even if we feel, even if we've given up on ourselves in terms of sin, you know, God doesn't give up on us. Mm -hmm. and he never he never does even if we feel like right. even if we feel like he should or even if we feel like we need to give up on ourselves so I just it's just it's just so powerful I feel like every time we look at it mm, definitely me and, and again it's it's very very practical that's the thing is is if, if you look at all the 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 the, the fight that we are being uh, attacked by it is it is targeting this idea that Christ is the great high priest who came and offered himself that we can come to him. And he, that offering is the once and all 
in order to keep us clean, keep us holy, keep us for himself, right? And that's, that's the main, I, I believe, you know, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that this is always the main target against us coming back to him again. Like how often or how many times are you still gonna come back to him again? You failed him several times. You've done this and there is no hope in you. And there's, and all, it's, it's, it's like, I feel like we're fighting the righteousness of Christ that he gave us through himself as a great high priest and our own righteousness that we are trying to accomplish. And we're never able to accomplish that our own righteousness will so always do what? Give up. I always bring this again, and those of you who probably heard it, I, I, you know, several years ago with 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 the with the uh, uh, retreat with Abuna Musa, and, and he was saying like, okay, it's like every time we come back again to the same thing, you know, am I forgiven? Am I forgiven? Am I forgiven? And we're not able to move on. We're not able to 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 advance. We're not able to to grow because we are very very much pre-imprisoned under the idea, am I really forgiven? Can he accept me? Will he take me back? Yes. That's what we're saying. Since we have a great high priest, let us stand, let's go with boldness to the throne of grace. Why? Because we have that great high priest. Again, that doesn't mean that we're we're slacking and we're just like lacking and 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 just relaxing. No, that doesn't mean that. Because in that same verse, it said what? Let us steadfast and hold on to our confession. But hold on to our confession, knowing that the basis of our righteousness is what is the great high priest. And it's so freeing, so liberating that mindset. It's so liberating that I am forgiven through the great high priest. So as I said before, whatever I do after this, it becomes as what, as a token of love. Not, not I'm trying to prove that I am worthy. It's totally different mindset. That's why our spiritual life is a burden. It's like, <laughs> I'm not enjoying it. I feel always that I'm under the boots of the enemy. <laughs> But here, St. Paul here is saying, that's why I got taken five or six chapters about that, about the great high priest. That's why, again, that, that if then, he, he goes on with that understanding. And I'll, I'll read this verse and just, and just you know, uh, uh, conclude with that. But, but what, we're, what, we're, what we're supposed to be discussing today is, is for every high priest, again, after he laid the foundation of who that high priest is and let us be and stand and go and, and be bold in our approach with him for every high priest chosen from among men is appointed to act on behalf of men in relation to God to offer gifts and sacrifices he can deal gently this is the ESV he can deal gently with the ignorant and the wayward since he himself is beset with weakness because of this, he is obligated to offer sacrifice for his own sins, just as he does for those of the people. And then he goes on and on and on. Just, just a beautiful, beautiful theology, beautiful understanding, beautiful one. I have a book of the names of Jesus Christ. One of the names, multiple names is the great high priest. 
And again, I think this is this is the core of, of that relationship again. That he is the one that will always able to give us and always able to, to renew and always able. His sacrificial is not just for those who committed sin unintentionally, as in the Old Testament, but for everybody. For everybody. So it's something again, you know, we will spend more and more time again as, as we're, we're studying Hebrews. Uh, and every time I think we'll, we'll touch on something more and more uh, in, in, in that idea and that understanding of that. But read it again, read it more and more and, and take a reference. You know, there are, you know, if you do like a study Bible or something, it will definitely reference you to the Old Testament. I think it's very, very important to, to understand the system of the, of the sacrificial and the system of the priest in the Old Testament and the need for that and how much it was actually very, very, very limited in order to understand the work of the great high priest. Questions or comments? What's for the week? What's for the week? What do you think? I think I think very very good point that Mary pointed at is 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 our appreciation that we are we have that boldness and we have that that, that great access to the holies of holies regardless. Again, you we just read numbers and said those who are intentionally they are to be cut off. So the appreciation of of every day we're just we're just reading the the the, the song of the vespers of the new year today. Sing to the Lord a new song. Right? That every day is, we need to appreciate that every day is another, another opportunity for us, even though regardless if it was our sins are intentional, unintentional, that we have that access still. So I think it's the, 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 the thanksgiving, if I may say that in, in a very simple way. I don't think we are thankful enough for who we are and what we have. We take it for granted, we take it even we take it for granted, we still don't understand. <laughs> that's that's the, 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 the disaster. That it's not like something we take for granted and then we're even living it, but no. We're taking for granted that we are forgiven, but we're still not functioning as we are forgiven. So maybe that, that, that Thanksgiving that will lead to, okay, what's next? What's next in my relationship? That's why, you know, later on, actually it's back, back into to, to Romans. He talks about that, uh, I think it's here also, no, it's Romans. Talking about the difference between the food for the babes and the food for the mature, like you know, you know now that you are, as you just read in Romans five eight, that you that Christ died for all of us, right? Then ask for the food for the adults. Don't keep asking for the milk. And the milk is again okay. Am I forgiven or not? <laughs> Did God forgive me or not? And we spend all our life in that cycle. God has multiple things, has, has all the wealth. He will make you grow up. He will use you, who will, will perform. As he said, you will do what greater than what I'm doing. Imagine this, Christ is saying that you will do work, great work than what I've did. How is that possible? But yes, Christ preaching was in Jerusalem, right? And maybe further, Look at what the disciples and the apostles did. They did in that way, they did greater than what he did. The word reached 
all over the place, all over the world. The great miracle is the miracle of bringing people back to Christ. So don't think when, okay, Christ raised that and I cannot read. No, that's not the miracle. Because the miracle, why he did that miracle is to do what? Is to bring people, make people believe in him. Not just the fact of the miracle that there was a dead person now is alive. No, that's not the point. And in that way, we do, and we will do great work. Because if we understand that each one of us will be able to bring people. Why? Because we are living it. We are growing with him. We become mature. And if we do that, then we we'll definitely will be fishermen. That's long answer for a very short question. Sorry, I keep going back. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't shut up. <laughs> Okay, so Thanksgiving, in a short <laughs> answer, Thanksgiving to who we are, what we have, and how we can move on with that Thanksgiving to what's next. God, what else do you want from me? What else do you want from me? Okay. We'll continue, we'll start chapter five again, next time, 6.30, God willing, uh, and we'll continue with that. Blessed uh, Nehru's, blessed Coptic New Year uh, for all of us. And uh, let's uh, pray that this year become really uh, a year that we can experience God in a different way in our lives, in our uh, relationship with him. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you, Lord, for you revealing the, 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 the great mystery, Lord, as you pray in the liturgy, the, the great mystery of godliness, Lord, that uh, you, you, you offer yourself for the, for the salvation, for the life of the world, Lord, as we pray in the liturgy, for the life of the world. Lord. Thank you for, for this, and allow, allow us, Lord, I pray that you, you give us understanding, the experience, Lord, of, uh, of what does that mean, Lord, and how we can really uh, live every single moment of our lives based on that you gave your life and you gave yourself for the life of the world, Lord. Hear our prayer and supplication, praying for everyone, those who are with us, those who aren't with us, those who are in need, those who are struggling, those who have no one to remember, Lord, remember Lord, through the prayers of all your saints, Lord, in your name here, so we say our Father who art in heaven. Go in peace. Peace be with you all. Have a good night, everyone. Thank you, Abona. Good night. Yeah. Oh, Thanks for the drink. Thanks, George. Have a great night. Thank, Thank you. you. Good to see you, George. Bye. Bye.